Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. We're back, baby. It's the Horns Up Talking Texas podcast. Fisher DeSopolis, DJ of Splash House, Nikki Snacks, writer. Trying to get Nick into a happy mood. His baseball season is unfortunately over at the hands of the Pittsburgh Pirates, it looks. But I was telling him before the show, as he said in theater camp, go check it out if you haven't seen the movie, because I haven't seen it yet either. We could check it out together. Bad dress rehearsal, great open. Nick's two teams, the Padres and the Horns, have had bad luck the past couple of years. I mean, the Padres didn't go to the NLCS, but outside of that, had pretty bad luck. Bad dress rehearsal for Nick's Padres, unfortunately, but I'm taking that as a positive sign for our Texas Longhorns. Greg McElroy had us over the nine and a half wins, and that was that his works. bad dress. That's how it works, bro. I'm always I'm a glass half full. I'm a glass just straight up full kind of guy. You know, I, I thought that my entire life that's how it works, right? That not all of my teams could be this bad and give me heartbreak. But <laughs> um, I'm sitting here at 28 and a half years old, and uh, every single one of my teams has broken my heart. I can't promise you that we're going to get a national championship. I can promise you that we will we won't get our hearts broken this year. We won't. No, we <laughs> we get our hearts broken every year, no matter what the expectation is. I mean, there's been seasons when we we knew we weren't going to be good. And then, you know, we win a couple of games and we think, oh, maybe this is the team, you know, and I mean, the Notre Dame game, I like had a high ankle sprain at the Notre Dame game. Uh, that's why I didn't suit up. But I did have a high. <laughs> I was so drunk and had a high ankle sprain and I hobbled all the way back to West Campus. and I was I was dying and I was like, you know what, though? At least we're going to be a top 10 team in the country and we're going to have a shot at the playoffs. We're going to be great and win the big 12 potentially four months later, our head coach is fired. I, I you know, I, I feel you. It, it, we get our hopes up, but I do think this year. <laughs> yeah. By the way, that was also seven years ago, bro. Was it? No. Yeah. yeah that was sophomore year of, uh, or that was, was it junior, Ju- was junior, junior year, right? When junior we sneaked them at home. Senior year, we lost. We lost them at, on the away. We got crushed by them on the away. All right, six years. I'm just saying. <laughs> this continued heartbreak. Look, man. I, I, I know you're just saying. I'm just. I'm just trying to keep you in check. I know you like to be precise. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I, 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 look, man. I think there's just so much positivity, but it's not like a. It's not like an outlandish positivity that we've seen in the past where everyone's like, we're the we're back moniker, the this month, like all these like crazy, like harebrained, like monikers that are being thrown around and t shirts and whatnot, the mullet, the no, like this is like actually the first time the sentiment around our football team is actually serious. You know, how often have we talked about like act like you belong? Like it's the first time we're kind of acting like we belong at the, at, at the big table. I think also like, this is the most talented roster that we've put together. This it really is. I I really think it that's is, it case. is. It is. I'm just laughing because we say that every year, but it actually is. No, I mean, it, it it actually I is. I mean, like, drinking from a straw. I mean, like we had the third recruiting class in the nation. Like that's a big feat that you know we haven't been able to do in a long time. Yeah. And 
you know, we got some good transfers coming in. And if all the guys just play to the level that they're supposed to, you know, I, I think for the most part, things have been pretty quiet. You know, you don't have, you, you haven't heard a bunch of, you know, decommits. You haven't heard a bunch of guys, you know, speaking out. I, I think that, you know, some of the, the organizations and the programs that kind of just go about business and they're not in the news a bunch are the ones that are super successful. I mean, you look at Bam and like, you really don't hear anything in any rumblings in the off season besides who they're getting commitment wise. Um, and I'm really thinking that maybe it's a good thing that there's no distractions this season. Um, we'll see. I mean, good commits are, are nice and everything on paper, but you know, we've seen and heard the song and dance before. I mean, I'm just kind of looking at our all time commits here on uh, two, four, seven sports. And there's a lot of great, sexy guys on here that never got a ring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, there, you're, you know what though? You're right. A B, but I think the really important thing in the sentiment that we're getting across is last year was the mullet, the expectations with that. There was the sec, there was so many. There was we threw ourselves in the news so hard. The we set we set the expectations. I think the expectations this year are being set for us. Yeah, I think we were given nine and a half wins every year. People hammer the under. I think people are going to be like, "Oh, Texas, the nine and a half. That's overstating. They're not going to get it done." I think Vegas wants you to bet the under on that. It's kind of a high number. Like if you bet the over, that means you're winning. They're we're losing one or two games. Mm-hmm. Not including the Big Twelve championship, it's just your regular season. And so I also to, also think the the Big Twelve is super winnable, as we keep saying. It is the most winnable it's ever been. Like OU is OU needs to OU's been put down, and they're going to stay down this year. They are not, and I'm not like anything could happen in that game. I'm not taking what we did last year for granted. We could come back right back in there, and it could go down to the wire. What we'll expect expect that in in the Red River? But they're not my biggest worry. I would say I'm more worried about Kansas State. I know TCU had a lot of turnover, but they just went to the playoff, um, and they are not and they're no slouch. BYU, Houston, they're new to the mix. They're coming for blood, looking to make a name for themselves. We've always struggled against BYU, no matter where we play. So there's other teams that I'm actually more worried about than the Oklahoma Sooners, who are joining us in the SEC. But for all the like the Arch Manning narrative, all these narratives are behind us now. You can just go and play football. And even in this recruiting cycle, like we are in the mix for so many players and like one guy I want to highlight today and just kind of get an overarching view on how important it is to win outside the state and Dominic McKinley. He's a top 50 prospect defensive lineman, six, five, two ninety. He's from Lafayette, Louisiana. Uh, it's us in the, Oh yeah. It's us in the OU Sooners that are pretty much neck and neck to land him right now. And a, how, you know, I want to stress how important it is to win outside the state. And how many of our players have been great from outside the state? Bijan, the best player we've seen, um, or the most electric player we've seen since Vince Young, maybe. Uh, he's an out-of-state player. And uh, said be the guy who's taking his place or ex- expected to take his place is an out-of-state player. Xavier Worthy's an out-of-state player. How important is to be one Arch of those programs? Out-of-state player. How important is to be one of these programs that not only dominates in-state, but can dominate out-state, out of, outside of state? But as yeah. far as expectations for this year, we are in a really good place where we're not doing the talking for ourselves. Yeah. Like you're saying Nick, like, like, Oh, like the people that insert themselves into the news, it's never really positive and it's never really good news. And they never really come out on top. Mm-hmm. It's the other people that make the news for them, that set the expectations for them that all they have to worry about do is no talking, just rise to the occasion. 
Yeah, that's kind of with my point, you know, with Bama and, uh, you know, Ohio State and Georgia. And look, Ohio State, Bama, Clemson, those schools dominate not just in-state but out-of-state, right? We've got so many guys that go over there from Texas to Louisiana or Florida. You know, I mean, Ohio's not a hotbed for, for you know, recruits. I mean, it's pretty average for the most part. But, I mean, when you're stealing kids from Texas and you're stealing kids from Louisiana and Florida and California, like, then you're doing some damage there. But I would say that this year in particular for recruiting, the class of 2024, it's the biggest it's been in a very long time when it comes to in-state recruiting. There's a lot of guys that are on the radar that we cannot let lose to A&M or OU. Um, you know, Kobe Black's one of them. Colin Simmons is another one. Micah Hudson. I mean, those guys are all in-state five-star recruits at the top of their ranks for their position. Mm-hmm. Yeah, inversely, and you, and, you, and you have a massive. Just quickly, you have a massive opportunity with TCU having so much turnover, with OU being knocked off their horse a little bit last year. Same thing with Texas A&M, <clears throat> team that wasn't even bowl eligible. You have an opportunity to have the best roster out of those four teams and take advantage of that by setting yourself up, obviously, with momentum going to the SEC and, and solidifying some of those recruits in state but also just showing those potential Longhorns how much better Austin and the University of Texas is in comparison to those aforementioned schools. Like it, And I say that with no flack to those schools because they're also great universities, but they just can't really hold a candle to the University of Texas if we are a winning program as well. Everything else has always been taken care of. The yeah. academics, your life on campus, Austin. the facilities, right? The potential as an alumni of this university and what that can take you, you know, further in your, in your life as, as a business person, like school, it's, all there. it's the whole package. And then now we've got players who aren't even our, yeah, it's slaps. absolutely. Slaps. <laughs> it's, and now we have, you know, guys who are signing name image and likeness deals that aren't even our first string players. Right. And you look and see this, this deal with Panini that Arch Manning signed this past week, how important that is showing guys that you can go and you can get that deal. Um, and of course, Arch is a different caliber of prospect and and now player um, in, in NIL considerations in comparison to other guys that are going to be on the football field. But um, it's really, really great. And I, the one thing I'll mention about that Panini deal for him that's really, really cool is that it also has a component in there that is tapping into the nonprofit space and helping mm. out St. David's Healthcare and the St. David's Foundation in, in Austin, Texas. So I love that he's already giving back to the community in some capacity and he's only played in the orange and white game. Like that's that's really that's really special. And that's what being a Longhorn's all about. But he's not even our number two quarterback, right? Yeah, Malik I mean, Murphy. Malik yeah. Murphy is like, and in, in by all intents and purposes, I'm operating. And I could be I could be in the minority. I'm operating under the assumption that when we go to SEC play next year, our QB one will be Malik Murphy. Yeah, I think that's fair fair to say. I mean, he's dazzled and I think impressed a lot of people. And he's been with the program for a long time and stuck it out. Look, I mean, Bama does it all the time, right? Mac Jones sat behind Tua and Jalen Hurts and waited his turn, played one season really, and mm-hmm. won an Addy, and then got drafted in the first round by the Pats. I mean, this happens quite often. And so I think for a guy like Arch Manning, where he's got such a pedigree on the name and just, you know, just having a family that understands the process. I think there's no rush. I think for him, he wants to get the most out of his, his development and, you know, wants to get the most out of his college experience so he can turn pro eventually. And if you really want to, you know, develop your talent, top school like Texas, I think that's a I think that's a good move. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. And I, I do think that there should be no rush just because of your last name. And as exciting as it is to have him and as good of a you know deal he's made, not only for himself, but for St. David's, the best player should play. And if Malik Murphy, when it comes when push comes to shove next year, is the best player, so be it. But this year, I think the expectations are fair. I like that Greg McElroy picked us to hit the over. I think it's a really high over. And I, I know people are like, oh, nine and a half wins. Like they think of the NFL or like, you know, like, or like a good team, like it usually hits that over. But again, reiterating, that would mean we would have to lose only to Bama and another team or just to Bama to hit the over. Like nine wins still misses it. Going nine and three, which would be, be better than last year, still misses it. Um, and then I, I think that uh, going to your point, Nick, when they're recruiting, I, Justin Williams, linebacker uh, from Oak Ridge going to Georgia from Texas. So that's another guy we lost. If you look at the top 10 guys in the 2024-7, Micah Hudson, wide receivers, number two. Uh, it's looking like he'll be going Tech. to Texas Tech. Uh, Bryant Wesco, look like, looks like he'll be going to Clemson. Terry Bussey, a guy that we thought we had a really good shot at. Right now, A&M's the favorite. It's really Kobe Black, the number six recruit, and Colin Simmons. And then outside of that, everyone's uh, – Lagway is going to Florida, understandably so. He's a quarterback. And then then, then – uh, Xavier Philosame is going to Florida as well, and Tatum OU, and and Jonah Ajoni is going to Georgia. Like, yeah, a lot of the in-state guys are are taken, quite frankly. And as we know, it just as easy as you're able to, um, you know, lose a commit, you're also able to flip a commit too. I mean, we've seen it time and time again. I mean, Anthony Hill last year was committed to AM, decommits in November. Now he's a Texas Longhorn. He's enrolled with our university, right? That was mm-hmm. our big fish last season. So just because guys are committed to these schools, you know, until they sign the letter of intent, until they enroll, they're, they're still up for grabs. Um, so, you know, I would still keep the the full court press on Micah Hudson and Terry Bussey. Um, Ryan Wingo is a guy from Missouri that we've mm-hmm. got our eye on. Uh, he's, you know, the number two receiver in the nation, according to 247 Sports. Um, you know, that could be potentially why a guy like my, Michael Hudson doesn't want to fully commit yet to Texas because Ryan Wingo is, you know, the top choice for us right now. It's a deep receiving class, deep receiving room in general. I mean, if you're coming into Texas, like, and you're a receiver, unless you're balling out year one and you think that you, you know, ready to commit freshman year and, and play and, and get some minutes in there, um, you know, you might want to try to go look for another school that's going to give you the the snaps because we're deep. I mean, we're going to lose Xavier to the draft, but we still got a lot of guys in that in that wide receiver room that's going to keep us fresh. Yeah, as of now, like, look, best case scenario, we lose him, but there's a world in which we don't. Ad Mitchell is only a junior, so he may be staying around. Nayer Whittington, like Jonte Cook, was like the big was the big fish for us last year, and he's our fifth or sixth receiver. Like, there's also Casey Kane. Yep. You know, so there's definitely uh, a lot of cooks in the kitchen, no pun intended, but a Ringo Ringo would be a great, great addition. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's a little update for the folks right there. Uh, any other bits you want to throw out, Nick? Uh, I just want to throw out my horns. That's it. Yeah, that's it. All we can do is throw up our horns and say, we'll see you next time. Uh, just to keep the people on their toes, get you guys thinking, Nick, Nick gets you thinking next time, maybe we'll run through a list of, and do a little draft of the players we would have want to play with in an all time Texas team in uh, uh, EA sports uh college football video game. Or how about just an all time Texas team to win a national championship? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, Oh, we could, we could go through all time teams and see who would win. That'd be fun. Let's do that. We'll make that list. Cool. All right. Hook them horns, people. We got you. We love you.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.